Solo and welcome to those Vicar blokes. I'm Howell the Nerdy Vicar and... And I'm WandaVision. WandaVision, that sounds quite so. <laughs> so we've got Wanda who is a, uh, what do you call it, bloquette or something? Yeah, if you like. Yeah, bloquette who's standing in for Dave who's on a lovely holiday uh, this week. So we got, uh, so this week we're talking about, what are we talking about, WandaVision? Uh, well, we look at the news, don't we? Yeah. yeah, who are we on about? Oh, Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, that's it. And what are we talking about in the second bit? Uh, we discuss the Trinity. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We talk about absolutely. the Trinity. Yeah. And finally, what we're talking about at the end. Oh, WandaVision. Well, it's more about death. Oh, really, yeah, isn't okay. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're all that implies with WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision, which is all about death. So hang on tight for the music, and here it comes. Hello and welcome to those Vicar blokes. And today we don't have a bloke. We've got uh, Wanda, who's already introduced herself in the beginning bit, isn't it? So you're going to say hello, Wanda. Hello. That's most. <laughs> hello. You've got to do it a bit better. Hello. So uh, and and we're looking at uh, Wanda Vision, aren't we? Which is what I call you, isn't it? We are. Yes. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. So, uh, Wanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who you are? Where you come from? Etc. That sort of thing. Okay, so my name's Wanda, and I expect um, I've met quite a few of you. Um, I'm a curate. I'm a second-year curate in Yate Parish and across the Froomside Benefice. Um, I've hopefully just got one more year to go, so um, that will be coming to the end very soon. Uh, I trained at Trinity College. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was good for me. Good for um, me. And, yeah. um, and I'm also, I've just been commissioned as a, uh, padre in the military. Um, so I now, uh, have CF after my name. So you're Captain Wanda. <laughs> you're a captain, no? I am, yeah. Captain Wanda. So yes. we have to salute you and stuff. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so what did you used to do? So Dave was a coaches person. Oh. I was a, a nerd. What did you used to do before oh, you were yeah. uh, a vicar? Okay, so I used to run a ballet school uh, for about 30 years, actually. I used to put children through exams and... Um, you know, be quite militarian in my in I was my. I say you're quite sort of authoritarian, <laughs> aren't they? Those ballet people. Uh, there's probably a parallel that runs between the two of them, but um, yeah, and, the, and this discipline, which is the main element, I would have said with both uh, the military and um, ballet, especially. What about priesthood? You got discipline in the priesthood. Absolutely, and and I hope to eventually. Um, use the analogies from maybe my ballet or the army once I get more into it um uh in my within my teaching because there are analogies to be used yeah I, I did preschool ballet once oh, did you? When, yeah. <laughs> now that's made me laugh <laughs> that was the worst experience of my life is is Let's when see. my son used to love dancing right this is really sad really because he loved dancing when he was little right and then he was told that because he was a lad, he couldn't dance. He wasn't allowed to do dancing. So he sort of give it up. But he was uh, really good at it, right? Yeah. So he loved it. So they put this thing on called preschool ballet when I was in Chorley. And on my day off, uh, I used to have him on a Thursday. So i take him down. He was about like 18 months or something. So I used to take him down to the leisure centre. We were in this like squash court. I mean, I had to throw this... I remember throwing this sort of like scarf in the air and catching it sort of thing and running around on toes. And I was, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And everyone was like, yeah, you can't go do it. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. He loved it. And then these workmen were in the, the top of the squash court who spent the whole time pointing and laughing. And it was just, I did it for about three months, something like that. Yeah. It was actually, I, yeah, yeah. I had one of my, um, uh, well, one of my, uh, the husbands of um, the father of one of the children um, used to be absolutely amazing at doing his daughter's hair, much better than some of the females. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think there's there's a place for um, 
the fathers as well to join in and and do what they can. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did find out though. What I found interesting is um, one some of the things I was quite good at is because I used to play in the backs when I did rugby. Mm. Is there some transferable skills for like sidestepping and mm. stuff like that? So I was quite good at some of it. As long as it was, I could sort of join the things up, but no, I wasn't. Um, no, it was just a bit strange, really. Mm, yeah, yeah, one of the things I would have loved to have done before I, I gave it up um, was, well, semi-retired, let's call it that, um, would have had uh, a father and daughter day so that the fathers could join their daughters in a ballet class. And, and I've a lot of schools uh, that I know of have done it, you know, once a year, uh, you know, join your daughter in their ballet class. And actually, um, I think you would have loved it, Hal. No. I could see you, you know, uh, no. jetting across the floor. No, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. No, anyway, so so WandaVision does a bit of ballet and stuff and things like that. So also as well, Wanda, watch, you watch the news, don't you, apparently? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's bad um, for you. I haven't, I haven't this last week so much, but yes, yeah, I, I do try to. It's, it's. <laughs> I tend to listen to it before I go to bed. That's not a good idea. <clears throat> That's not a good idea. It'd give you nightmare some of it. Anyway, so what's in the news this week? As oh, wow, <laughs> it's wow. never a good thing. It's always oh, oh no, yeah. Actually, I agree with you. Well, the news headlines last night when <laughs> we watched them was all about Philip Schofield. Oh my goodness me. Um, it's just like, well, I, I don't really want to know about it. It's it's just, well. What, what is the story with it? I, I, it just seems oh. to me a bit like drama and stuff. It, well, it is. Bits yeah, yeah, it is drama. I mean, um, so I think, I think he officially left on uh, Friday or Saturday. I think it might have been Saturday. But yes, so um, he... Watch out for the label now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's been alleged. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been alleged. Alleged, alleged, allegedly um, that he had had relations with uh, somebody who wasn't underage, but had relations with somebody who worked also at the BBC and that he'd lied about that. Um, and unfortunate for him, at the same time, his brother as well has been, uh, I think he's been put away actually for... Um, being a creep yeah yeah let's let's yeah, call it that yeah. yeah let's call it that um so yeah not good for him really um and it and i it's just such a shame and i if i'm honest i just again feel sorry for his wife and his children really um yeah. you know that's that's fine that he he um so he had an affair basically yeah yes yes and then it yes. was like he was like used his position yeah yeah to kind of get lads basically mm. Mm. that's yeah. it and holly willoughby fell out with him or something isn't it something like yes. that yes well how can you fall out with holly willoughby <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, she's lovely. I like yeah, Holly Willoughby. Like yeah. yeah, I know. I know you do. Have. <laughs> well, I got to, it's not as bad as Dave with his sort of countdown women, isn't it? Oh, he loves countdown. Does women. he? Yeah. Does he? Oh my goodness me! Oh yeah. dear. Okay. Well, I don't know they. Well, are, each to their own, I suppose. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Say so, uh, But what I couldn't. I've only seen like a little bit. What I had noticed was. Um, Dave's favourite TV channel, like GB News, that random right-wing one. It, there was um, a YouTube video on. I watched about it the other day. And it's so funny because, like, basically, GB News hates this morning because they're, like, competitors. Okay, yeah. Right, because they want people watching GB News rather than, like, this morning, yeah. right? Mm. So they're really kind of sticking the boot in, saying, like, oh, ITV Daytime. Oh, they're brood of vipers. Oh, they're terrible, they are. Oh, drama, um. drama, drama. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you, like, listen to a group of people who are having a drama, like, gossipy drama, and then you're just thinking, oh, that's just so ridiculous. Mm. But that's all it is, isn't it? Mm. Yes, a drama. Yes, yesterday's news. Move on to the next thing, I think. Do you reckon? <laughs> I think so, yeah. So you're not really interested in, in Ollie and Phil? Well, well, okay. So it's an entertaining program if you're at home while you're doing other things. 
Um, well, you're the target audience, aren't you? No, I, no, I don't really watch it. If I'm honest, I've only ever watched it when I was on the sick. <laughs> yeah, or I, yeah, well, I was going to say when I was pregnant or <laughs> with my with my three children, it would be on then. But uh, not so much these days. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when was that? I don't think Polly and Phil were on it then. <laughs> oh no, I've known them throughout the, you know, in, in, in holidays and things. You might watch it, might you oh, as well. Right. But yeah, I'm, I've been aware. <laughs> I don't. Of it I don't think years. it's something that. I think as well, it's one of those things that. Um, Older people now watch the telly. Younger people just don't understand schedules. Like, I know no, my daughter yeah. doesn't understand that a TV program's on at a time. Yeah, they watch it on catch-up, don't they? Or, yeah. Or they, TikTok or, you know, Whatever things. it is, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. we don't watch, like, they've all watched uh, Britain's Got Talent, but they haven't watched it on the telly. They just watch it on YouTube. Oh, okay. So then they can skip all the talking yeah. bits. And I thought, oh, but I think that's the thing with these dramas, really, is it's just a way of trying to get vi- views and a way of trying to sort of get viewers to watch it by gossiping. So it's just like tabloid gossip, really, isn't it? Mm. It's like the whole Harry and Meghan mm. thing. It's just... I, I, and it's one of those things where it's almost like listening to somebody else's work fallout. Mm, when yes. somebody will say, yes. "Oh, like I used to work in, yeah. used to work in Waitrose, don't I?" Yeah, yeah. It's posh there, isn't it? but like you'll have somebody <laughs> in the break room or something in Waitrose, one who going, "Oh, I can't stand that." You know, <laughs> used to get in work when I was in work. You know, he'd say like, "Oh, I can't stand the mouse team. Oh, they're just terrible." Oh, you know, that sort of thing. The mouse team used to kind of do experiments on mice. You know, that okay, sort of thing. yeah, okay, yeah. There was a big rivalry see, between. Genotyping team, which was the best team, because I ran it, mm. and then the DNA team, which was like very authoritarian, and then you had the mouse team, which yeah, mm, that's yeah. just the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, yes, gossiping, gossiping. And because he's on the telly, people think that we should know him. That's true. That's true. And and I, actually, that is an angle that I come from. You know, they report and and you know the drama's all about so and so or whoever. Um, and you just think, actually, we don't really know the ins and the outs. Um, you know, we only hear what is reported to us. And, you know, a lot of it may be fabricated to, to make a drama, to make good news. And actually, um, you know, I, I kind of step away at that point because I just think, yeah, we... It's not yeah. good for the soul. Not good, absolutely. Not good for absolutely, the soul. Absolutely, because I think the more... The more you hone in on, you know, the dramas of, of, uh, whether it's this celebrity, that celebrity or whatever, you just, it, it just becomes, I, I presume, a, like a bit like a habit, really. You get used to the habit of gossiping and, and just listening to things that actually don't really, um, it's very destructive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. what it is really is, because we live in a more at the saddest thing about it, I think, is because we live in a more atomized society that we don't know each other mm. and we're not we don't live in communities anymore. People seem to think they have a friendship with Philip Schofield. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like a person in their yes. house that they so they feel betrayed because he's lied. Mm, mm. And you're like, This guy's just on the telly, he's not your friend, mm, you don't no. know him. But people have this sort of relationship because they don't have what I consider grounded relationships with people in their community and that's why this gossip thing is kicking off in with celebrities because people don't gossip about their neighbors because they don't know them mm, so yeah, yeah you know when when we were growing up people would always have a gossip over the back fence or whatever and all those sorts of other things because it was a community or people would gossip about other people in work because it's it's a community mm. um but as we live more separate lives we've got to have another outlet for that which then is you know some people some people genuinely think they have a friend in mm. philip Schofield. i wouldn't mind being friends with holly willoughby but uh <laughs> you know maybe women like uh or the old men wow. like uh, philip Schofield. he's meant to be the silver fox isn't he or whatever like and it's so yeah. Still float your boat, though. You know? No, 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 no. You can be friends with Holly Willoughby, and I'll be friends with Richard Gere. Richard Gere, oh, <laughs> God, Richard Gere. He's showing your age oh, now. Oh dear, no. Right. So on that note, uh, we'll finish with uh, that awful revelation from Wanda now. Uh, and we'll finish with that, and we'll talk about the the Trinity in a minute. <laughs> 
So thanks for listening to those Vicar blokes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, be that like Google, Spotify, Apple, any of those, Stitcher. We're on them all. So please subscribe to it and give us a rating. Also as well, send in your questions or any thoughts you have or somebody want us to watch and we'll do our best to do it. Great. So this Sunday is Trinity Sunday and um, I've got a wedding to prepare for uh, on Saturday. So I haven't yet prepared for my um, Sunday service house. So I'm going to be asking you the questions on the Trinity. So um, I know, in, before we start yeah. with the question with the Trinity, yeah. right, is we have to make clear what heresy is. Heresy oh. is where you, you make a mistake. Okay, I do right, get lots of that. Yeah, so we have to have a... <laughs> A heresy alarm. Heresy alarm. Okay, so you ask me the questions then. Right. Okay. 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 So, well, very um, straightforward is what, in your own words, how is the Trinity? <laughs> well, the first thing is, is Trinity's got really bad reputation. People are really frightened of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they think it's like this weird maths problem. Mm. Yeah, but you're a bit frightened of it. And they'll be like, oh, no, it's Trinity. Well, what I want to get it right. <laughs> yeah, you want to get it right. Um, but the thing is, partly, I, I don't think that's... I don't think it's actually about the sense of getting something correct. Mm. All right? Yeah. 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 Um, it, is, it is to a certain extent. But also as well, it's actually about how we live. That's what the Trinity is, about who God is. Mm-hmm. So it's not a maths problem where, you know, one plus one plus one equals one. That's mm. not what the Trinity is. Mm. So the Trinity is basically what God is. The the fundamental essence of God is Trinity. Mm. Okay, so it's actually really simple. So you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, so they're three beings which are one, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. So God the Father is not the same as God the Son. Okay, God the Holy Spirit is not like uh, is not like the Son or the Father. Okay, so they're not the same, yet they are one. So you can't have one without the other. No. No. Okay. So what you, the best way to think about it is through the lens of relationships, because that's what the Trinity is really is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's really simple because what we have really is if we see something that's in unity okay we find that beautiful and we're drawn to it so um let's have a think about dancing because you're a dancer now right mm. yeah if you have people dancing on the stage right mm. what what makes that dance beautiful so you've got three people dancing on the stage doing a ballet or something right what makes that beautiful <laughs> Uh, the fact that they're dancing from their soul. They're not just up there doing steps. So that's, to me, what makes it beautiful. Okay, so how do you dance with your soul, man? Uh, you become you become the dance, you become the music. Uh, so anybody, and I, I say this, I, I use the analogy of a musical instrument that, that uh, you might be able to visually see a little bit easier, that when someone plays... Um, I'll use a violin because I've got a friend who's a, um, a violinist who is, who's very accomplished. And when she plays her instrument, you can see she's becoming that instrument. And very often I watch somebody who can play a piece of music, but they're just playing the piece of music. And when you watch somebody who is a very accomplished musician and the music's within their soul they almost become at one like a bit like actually the orchestra that played at the um king charles's coronation coronation yes yeah. they were playing before the service well they were obviously all top class musicians and they were all you could just tell the way they were moving they were part of their instruments so as a dancer you want to become the dance moves it's the same sort of okay um, so it's yeah. you 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 embody yes. the dance yes. right now but that's not an individual thing is it no 
it's something you do as part of it could be if you're doing it as an individual yes. but if you were doing it as a part of three people yes. right yeah yeah you then got to be embodied with yes the other people yes do you see what i mean yeah right mm. so you become one yes absolutely yeah that's the trinity okay yeah so you are three embodied people right yes who are on the stage embodying the the essence mm-hmm. of the dance mm-hmm. right and they become one with each other mm-hmm does that make sense? A bit like, okay, a bit yeah. like then tap dancers. Yeah. When you are doing a group tap dance, you don't want to hear everybody tapping at different times. They've all got to be together in unison because otherwise it will be, it's well, apart from the fact that it'd be really distracting, It's it just loses the impact of it being as one. Yeah, but the thing is with it is the, the fact that it is as one and people have embodied the dance together, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That makes it beautiful mm. in a way beyond words. Yes, yeah. Do you see what I mean, yes. right? So that really is what the trinity is is we have three uh entities right yeah who are so embodied the the love for each other and the love for the world Mm -hmm. that they become one Mm -hmm. yet are three Mm -hmm. so it's not that complicated is it no no and i think too often we try and and make it complicated and think oh i don't understand i don't understand but actually if we tr- just try and look at it in that simplified way although it's not simple it's very um well it's, it's a very difficult thing to do it with is the dance, it, yes it? yeah 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 but, um but actually you know if we just take it for what it is then then actually we you know part of it um is the mystery that is around it we don't necessarily have to understand it no but it's not about understanding it it's about living it yes is that it's to do with you can't learn to dance and you can't learn to play an instrument by reading a book no you've got no, to do watching it. youtube videos yeah you've it got helps to, it helps <laughs> no it helps it's not it, that's the thing it helps right yeah it's part of the learning process but you've actually got to practically do yeah. it in order to actually understand and that's mm. the same with science is mm. at the end of the day you've got to do the experiment in order to yes understand what you're doing it's the same with sport like um with rugby is if you play with your uh, teammates and things, is after a while, you kind of know where your teammate is because you've played with him before, you're, you've all worked together. So you're able to throw a pass knowing he'll be there mm, mm. and then work together as a group, which becomes beautiful. Yes. So teams that work together and get on, love each other, care for each other, um, that's they're the ones who win. So... If you've got someone who's a bit of a showboat who always wants to score, mm. that you, you mm. never win, do you? No, no, because it's all about the teamwork and about yeah. working in, in unity. And you've got to trust yeah. the other person, yes. haven't you? Yes. And you see that in, in dance and in music where you have a group that doesn't trust each other, mm. doesn't work together. Mm. Somebody wants to have the big ego and be the most important. Mm. Always ruins it, doesn't it? Mm. Yes. <laughs> it does. You've got, you've got the scars for that, haven't you? You can see one, if you can see one, the space, she's like, yeah, going, yeah, I remember yeah, them. Yes. Yeah, I remember, I remember when them. I was at ballet school. Oh, my goodness me, yes. They're all a bit drama. Those were the days. Oh, drama. yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. everybody wants to be the... Mm. But that sort that's really the essence of of the trinity is we see it with also with married couples where i always use the example of ant and deck you can't think of ant without deck you know. <laughs> that's true yeah no you can't because can no, no, there no, are no. two separate people yet yes. one yes right? yeah. <laughs> that's a very good analogy how <laughs> ant and deck yeah everyone understands that <laughs> So, but the thing is with the Trinity is people go, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'll forget about it. It doesn't mm. make any sense. Um, oh, it, it's totally irrational. And it's kind of, it's not irrational. It's 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 something that we've all experienced. Mm. Um, but something that we've experienced not to the same degree of what the essence of God is. Mm. So I would say that what 
the Trinity is, is is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dancing and inviting us to join in the dance. Well, if I'm preaching on Sunday, there goes my preach. Oh, uh, you can't pinch that now, <laughs> Canoe. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, well, there we go. You could do that. But that's the thing. is it, It's that thing. Or inviting us to play rugby with them. Mm. Inviting us to play a musical instrument with them. Mm. Inviting us to be part of their family. That mm. sort of thing. It's about that. Um, yeah, that's that's really what what it is. And, and if we understand that infinite love they have for each other, with the Trinity, if we don't take that seriously, um, we 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 don't understand Christianity at all. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. lose everything. Mm-hmm. My my old training incumbent used to say that most Christians are basically Muslims. They believe in one God, and that's it. And what a lot of Christians try and do is is kind of force the Christian God into being the Islamic God, making it one. When it's not, it's a unity. Free yes. yes. becomes one through unity. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that, but yeah, actually, you're true. That's that's true. Yes. Because mm. people don't like it. Mm. So, practically, this is why the the uh, Trinity is so important. Is practically, we can understand how we should live as Christian people and how we should order our society through it. Because the opposite of uh, unity is uniformity. So can you ever think of some organization or some kind of system which is that preaches or wants uniformity? Can you ever think of uniformity? Wow, the military for a start. Does it? Uniformity, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're doing stuff together, you, you know. Why are you looking like that, Hal? Well, you, the military you wear uniforms, right? Yeah. yeah. But you've got people who drive tanks, you've got people who fly helicopters. Oh, you you've mean they're people... doing different... Um, yes, yeah. they're not, okay. they're not okay. uniformity. Uh... You're not uniformity in that sort of sense. They're not all exactly the same. They like difference, don't they? Okay, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, I thought you meant yeah. in in just, you know, the commandments of the oh, the regiments and things. Is, that yeah. sort of, yeah. yeah okay. But the, the rules breed unity, not uniformity, okay. don't they? Okay. Okay, so think of something else that's... Think of, a group of people who wanted uniformity, everybody to be the same, everybody to think the same, act the same, be the same. Um, We're going to have to edit these pauses are, now. Come we, on. Yes. No, 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 no. I d- well. I... Nazis? Oh, well, I was just going to say Putin. Putin? Yeah. Oh, okay, just, yeah. You know. He wants everyone to be yeah, the same. yes. Well, he wants... I suppose like the Nazis, yes, yeah. Or oh, is it is yes. it that we've turned Putin into a Nazi? Was yeah. it our image of evil? Yes, yeah. Okay, so Putin. What about uh well Nazis? What about uh teenage kids? <laughs> well, What's the worst thing you can be if you're a teenager? What's the worst thing you can be? As a teenager. Silent. <laughs> someone who's different. Yeah. Oh, someone who's different. Someone who stands out. Someone who's not wearing fashionable clothes. Okay, yeah. Someone, someone who has the, the knitted jumpers that they never wanted to wear that their grandma had made for them, that sort of thing. You sound a bit so scarred they... by that. <laughs> no, 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 but, but Alan is, yeah. <laughs> Alan is. He did, no, did he? Oh, no, yeah, that's really actually, bad. it was his mum. His oh. mum. Oh, dear, you might listen to this. You need to take oh, this out. That's all right. No, it would be fine. It would be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah. But that's the thing. He so didn't stand, feel like he, f- he, he fitted, fitted in, in because he was made to wear a knitted jumper for him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this idea of fitting in is what modern the modern world wants us to do. It wants us to be the same, to fit into a mould which is given to us mm. by companies or corporations, that mm. sort of thing. Mm, okay. So everybody's got to drink the same drink. Everyone's got to drink Coke or everyone's got to wear uh, the latest fashion, whatever that is. Everyone's got to conform to be in a certain way, to think in a certain way. Mm. Haven't you ever felt that the world's just really constrictive like that, or maybe it's just? Yes, yes, at times. But then I've, I've always, because I, 
because I, as I was growing up, I, I did lots of um, dancing. I wasn't of, let's just say I, that was my focus. That was my love. Therefore, actually everything else could just fall by the wayside because I, I, I was all already passionate about something. And so the thing of not wearing the, uh, I mean, we didn't have Nike trainers then really, but the thing of wearing the Nike trainers just didn't, just didn't bother me. So I was a bit different there, really. I, I, maybe I was just more, a bit more confident in my own skin. But I recognised that with my children, that they, you know, there was a definite, uh, uh, which until the, it was all right until they got to a certain age. Yeah, the teenage years, really. Yeah. So really then, the strange thing about Christianity is that we're always told all the time. My thing is, everything we're told about Christianity is usually the opposite is true. Yes. So we're told yeah. all the time that Christianity is all about controlling people. It's about getting people to conform. It's about um, restricting what you can do, all those sorts of things. And what I found is that a bit like last week, we were talking about the um, life of Brian thing, is really it's outside of Christianity's like that. You have to wear this fashionable clothes. You've got to watch this program. This is how you behave. This is what you think. This mm. is what you do. Mm. Um, and I think that the Trinity fundamentally teaches us that difference is good. Mm. Yes. So it's good to be different mm. because meeting people who are different and forming a community of people who are different actually is what the Trinity is all about and makes it more beautiful. Mm. So it's a bit like that... Um, film that Ian Wallace showed uh, at 6.30 Praise last night for the Pentecost where they had people saying Amen from all over the world, right? Is mm. what makes that beautiful is the fact that they're different. Yes. yes. Not that they're the same. Yes. Yeah, the blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. the fact of meeting somebody and being with someone who's different and loving them because they're different and rejoicing in their difference is at the heart of the Christian message. Mm-hmm. Well, when the world tries to do that through like equity and inclusion and all this other stuff, all it does is tries to make people the same mm. and becomes massively authoritarian and bossy. Mm. Yes. But where will it stop? Yeah, because <laughs> what it ends up doing is is bossing everybody around in the name of freedom, and that always happens. Mm. Yeah, from one well, there's not a big historian lover, but you know. From like the French Revolution onwards, it's mm. always done the same. There's always this promise that if you get rid of Christianity, then nobody will tell you what to do. Everything will be fine. Everyone can be who they want to be. And what happens is the exact opposite. Mm. Everything gets more conformist, mm. more bossy, more authoritarian. Mm. Because I think that that's what the Trinity is, is that, that love for each other based on difference that's what marriage is isn't it yeah. like wedding you could do for the wedding yeah on saturday yeah. you could talk for the trinity say they're part of the trinity isn't it? yeah where yeah, they yeah. become one, one isn't it? yes yeah um to become one yeah spice girls 1996 <laughs> yeah. yeah oh it makes me laugh how you remember the dates of all these songs how you must have been a real you know you must what, have loved them what the spice girls <laughs> No, I didn't like this. Well, I no, no, no. That's enough saying about the Spice Girls. It was uh, no, it was yeah. Anyway, mm. that's not for public consumption. That story, um, but no, no, not really. But you could talk about that to become one. So is that helpful then for the Trinity? Yes, thanks. Yeah. 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 There we are. Good. Didn't you do a body in Trinity? Oh, of course I did. Of course I did. I just, again, I just don't want to, uh, you know, say anything that's heretical or, you know. Moodalist uh, or anything yes, like that, yeah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Heretical. Okay. So next we're going to be talking about WandaVision. got to say the same thing i just did oh all right then yeah excellent right well thank you for listening to those vicar bloke to those vicar bloke <laughs> no to the vicar bloke and the bloquette they are there we are so please 
Please subscribe. Oh, gosh, I can't remember all those. Oh. Oh, gosh, sorry. All right, so we'll please subscribe and follow, etc. There we are. Well, she's doing okay, is Wanda. Oh, no, I didn't take note of all that. So in WandaVision, um, <laughs> WandaVision, <laughs> did you enjoy WandaVision? Well, yeah. So um, Hal gave me some homework because I actually hadn't watched WandaVision and I didn't even know it was a programme. I just thought it was something that he'd made up. So <laughs> I told you it was a programme. <laughs> so thankfully, um, my daughter has got uh, Disney Plus. So um, she said, oh, yes, I'll watch that with you, Mum. So we, unfortunately, I've only watched, I thought it was a film, but it's a series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one yeah. of Marvel ones. Yes, yeah, anyway. I've watched uh, three out of the seven, I think it is. Um, and I don't know why I haven't watched it before. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, what the vision is? It's when these uh, Marvel. It's the first Marvel season series. Mm. It's the only good Marvel series. <laughs> the rest are just awful. I'm not really into them. No, it's yeah. just really bad. Some of them are just appalling. Just anyway, that's enough for them. Before I, I lose my temper. Oh, don't let Grace say that because she oh, loves no, them. Just oh, it's really, no, no, they're really bad, honestly. <laughs> But uh, basically, uh, WandaVision starts off in the 50s, doesn't it? Mm, mm. Because Wanda uh, Maximoff uh, grew up with sitcoms, so that's what she finds comfort in. So she takes over this town, but she's a superhero with a kind of power of controlling people's minds and controlling the world around her. So to comfort herself because she's lost her husband, she creates an alternative reality um in this town where it's a 1950s um 1950s um sitcom isn't it mm, mm. it's quite funny isn't it yes and and something that i didn't know but i learned very quickly in in fact like in the first episode that she's called wanda and it's her husband that is called vision that's right yeah yeah, yeah i didn't realize that i thought that was like you know wanda vision was was just you because know, it's a know. TV show. It's a yeah, pun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah, yeah. So Vision <laughs> is um, uh, Vision is is a robot basically mm. that was created uh, through artificial intelligence, basically in um, Avengers. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, the second Avengers one, Avengers um, Age of Ultron. That's it. Yeah, Age of Ultron. <laughs> I would, you could have said anything, Hal. I wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. uh, I wouldn't know. I expect it's, someone out there will know it. It's no. when Marvel was good. It's when Marvel <laughs> was good before it just went bad. So I think it raises, for me anyway, uh, Wonder Vision raises some really interesting questions about um, bereavement, because. Um, Basically, Vision dies at the end of uh, Avengers Infinity War. Okay, he gives up his life um, in order to try and stop um, the Titan taking over the world. Okay, mm. yeah. All mm. right, so he tries to do that, but he's got an Infinity Stone in his head. So they take that out, and then uh, because this guy's trying to get the Infinity Stones, okay. So then he dies. So he gives up his life to save the world, okay. But Wanda's really upset about that because she loved him so much. So that's why she's created this uh, sort of fake world around her to comfort her. And I think that tells us quite a lot about bereavement, really. So Mm. what do you think about that in terms of bereavement? So obviously I've only just in my second year of curacy, so I haven't been doing that many funerals, although I've had my fair share now. But one of the things I... I picked up on quite early on is how important it is to have a funeral uh, to mark that um, finalness uh, of of the death of a loved one. And um, quite early on, I had a what's known as a pure funeral, where I was doing an interment of ashes, and I I spoke to the family about. Um, Oh, well, you know, did you have a funeral? Oh, no, they didn't. No, um, the body was just cremated and then they were just given the ashes. And, and she actually broke down on the phone and I ended up having a long chat with, um, uh, the, the wife and she, just found it so difficult that they haven't, hadn't had a space to grieve. And, 
and it made me realise how important it is to have a service of some sort uh, to mark the end of life. Um, and I ended up having, to cut a long story short, I ended up uh, having to do a little service in the church. So we marked a little bit of, um, by doing a, a, a short memorial service for the family so that they could at least have that space and that time before we then went out to the graveyard to intern the ashes. And they were really grateful uh, to that. But it just, yeah, it just made me realise how important it is to be given the space to have um, some sort of uh, service, a memorial service for yeah, that person. Yeah, because it's, I think every culture, every human culture mm. from Neanderthals onwards mm. have had funerals. Mm. Yeah, I, and, yeah, and I, I, I think it was my husband, Alan, that um, we were chatting and he, he reminded me that I think it's in the Jewish community that after someone's died all the family get together for the week mm. and they stay together in the same place and they speak about the person they uh you know um, the good the bad the ugly of that person and after the week they all go their separate ways and i think that's a really positive thing but they do that's most cult that's most cultures really is uh like my family uh some of them are from zimbabwe mm. so what they do is when someone dies mm. they all go around the house and mm. they they basically do similar things but they also do this wailing thing mm, okay where yeah, it's really yeah. it's really kind of profound like you know so they have different uh alliterations that they do depending on they do like this lee 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 thing for celebration but they have mm. a different version and that i remember my auntie doing it at my uncle's funeral it was quite sort of you know mm. yeah but it was it was all it was profound but also as well you could see it was so real mm. and i think that mm. What we don't want to do at the moment is face death mm. because we've tried to pretend that death isn't true. And that's mm. what WandaVision does. What Wanda does in WandaVision is she creates a fake reality mm. where death isn't real. And I think because our secular world doesn't have an answer to death, we just pretend it doesn't exist. Mm. And I think that that's what the pure cremations are. Partly it's because they're cheaper because... People, a lot of people can't mm. afford to die now mm. because funerals are so expensive. But also as well, the advert um, basically encourages people to almost kind of not acknowledge that the person has died. Mm. Like, so people now all say, oh, they passed, they passed away, mm. they've done it. Nobody says death, do they? No, actually, no. And and I, when I'm with a, fa a family... You know, when they use the word passed away, I um, I try and bring... Just say dead. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, yes, just, no. Uh, but, you know, you, uh, you, you, want to, you want to be honest with them. Yeah, you um, can't change it. No, you can't. No, that's very true. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm not being sort of mean or anything, but that's the same with, like, my wife's bereavement counsellor, she'll tell her it's the same thing, is mm. you you we can't hide from death. No, to, and we that, need to uh, name it, yes. Yeah. Just like with WandaVision, yeah. the more she tries <laughs> to hide from the reality of her partner's death, and we can all understand why she does it, that she creates this alternative reality because it's comforting. Mm. We can all understand that. You know, I, mm. I don't like it that a lot of my family have died and some of my friends have died. I don't like that. Mm. I would love it if it was different, but yes. it's yeah. not. Yeah. So Can I just, bring, before I comment on yeah. that, I, I, I found it very weird watching the programme and them going, Wanda, Wanda, and I'd almost like sit up in, in, the, <laughs> in the chair because um, you don't very often hear Wanda, in fact, very, no. very um, unfrequently on the television. So it was very... Uh, Quite, quite bizarre for me to keep hearing my name being mentioned. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> I, it's, it's that thing, isn't it, of, of actually to, to mark the death, um, of someone that we love is, is a final uh and i and i really think it helps in aiding 
it doesn't take it away, but it, it will help and it will aid in our bereavement time. Our, well, that's why human beings invented them. Yes. Is yeah. that facing the reality of death, the first thing we have to do is have a, have a funeral, which mm. nobody wants to mm. have. Mm. But in whatever cultural context it is, people have always done that and always had some sacred rites around it. Mm. And I think... I think it's really a, a symptom as well of our atomization that we don't live in community anymore mm. is the thing that that really brings comfort in in a funeral situation is the fact that the community come together and are present with each other. Yes. So it's not about what you say, yes. it's just about being there yes. with somebody. Yes, and, and, and I think, I, yeah, and I think I you know, I really get it when there's they come on at a certain time, don't they, these adverts on the television for a pure funeral. And I really get it. You know, you don't want to make a fuss. You don't if you know, if it's if it's if you're thinking about it for yourselves, mm. you know, you don't want to make a fuss. You don't want to put your family through um having to organise this and come together and you know, or they might get sad and I don't want that. I want a party. But actually it don't work. It doesn't work, and and I I I'm a firm believer in that. Um, uh, you know, we don't talk about death enough, and uh, you know, it is a fact of life. We are all going to die at some point, and I actually think you know, let let's plan our own um, funerals. Let's say what we want. Let's oh, God, say what. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I let's say what hymns we want let, what songs we might want what music we want played what what reading we might want you know something that's really special and close to our hearts rather than you know letting someone else do it who think oh well I'm not sure you know they might have liked this or they might have liked that you know and and actually we know it's going to be a it is a fact of life and and how wonderful I always like the funerals to take where they've actually said you know, by the time um, the person's died, that they've actually said what they want, and and that's really helpful to us, isn't it? As yeah, priests, I've got mine planned. As we take, um, well, I did have a couple of songs that, um, but I've heard them played many times, so I think I'm going to go for something different. I've changed, so I've done, I've done, I've changed mine up actually on the weekend because you know Tina Turner died last oh, week. Oh yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. Now. I don't know if you've had this because you haven't had many funerals, but like Tina Turner's simply the best. Oh, yes, right? I've had yeah. that a few times. I've had yeah. that a few times, yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. And it, it's what in our house is known as a crematorium classic. Yeah, right? yeah, it yeah. is, yeah, yeah. Is, so there's certain songs which sort of pop up a lot at funerals mm. and other ones which I've had which have been quite sort of <clears throat> unusual. So I've had um, the music from Countdown, you know, the clock. Oh, yeah. And I've had two unlimited uh, no limit, and I've had um, what was the other one? The frog chorus was the other one. <laughs> so what we're gonna have is 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 a kind of melody of creme classics okay. that people can listen to in reflection. Yeah. Uh, as 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 to get me back all the ones I hate, basically. So <laughs> oh, it'll finish yeah. with simply the best. Yeah. Or we are the champions by Queen or something like that. But I think the thing is with it is. There's something in that though. Is when you listen to Tina Turner, we had her on in the car, but she died. Um, there's something really profound about that. It's actually saying this person publicly, this person I loved mm. was the best, which is mm. why it's so popular. Mm. Because the lyrics actually say so much about how much somebody loves somebody. Mm. And that's why it hurts. Mm, yes. You know, it hurts because we love. And when we lose touch with death, we lose touch with love. Mm. So the reason Wanda Maximoff in WandaVision makes a whole fake world is because... She loved her husband so much, and she can't face that pain. And you, you, you can understand that. That that's exactly absolutely what. Yes. If we had the power, we would be tempted to do that. Mm. But the consequence of love is suffering and pain. Mm. That's why I say at the wedding prep, and it to love is to suffer because it sounds like <laughs> a kind of really cool metal track, you know. But to it's true. To, to love is yeah. to suffer. That's what you'd have, isn't it? You know. But it's true, and and that's the thing is is death is the ultimate uh, cause of bereavement. Is the is is meaningful because we love the person who died. Mm. And let yeah, and let's acknowledge there that actually, um, you know, we're never going to forget them. Uh, we just learn to live with it. So, you know, and by pushing um, the reality that someone has died, 
um, to one side. Um, it, it, you know, we're not saying that in in doing that you're going to forget them because we know that that we we don't ever want to come to that place because actually there are a lot of happy memories and you know we're just saying you learn to live with it now just yeah, yeah you know i uh, um in fact only a couple of weeks ago we had to have our cat put down and a month before that we had to have our dog put down and whilst uh, obviously they're not human they were very much part of our family. Oh, I loved Ham. I know, I know. I know you're not that keen on dogs, but... Um, oh, I love Ham yeah, the cat. You know, they were quite old, both of them. Still got Chewy. But, uh, <laughs> chewy, Chewy. Han and Chewy. Oh, we used to have uh, um, Penny, Tinkerbell and Mr. Tibbs. How's Mr. That? Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs. Anyway, Mr. Tibbs was the one we lost oh. a couple of weeks ago. And he was nearly 17. And our dog was 13 and a half. And, and actually... You know, when they've been part of the family for so long, you just, they, well, it is like losing, um, you know, a family member. And, and, you know, and the, the silence in the room, in the house now is just incredible because they've been, well, those of you who listen to morning prayer will know that Mr. Tibbs used to join in. Oh, uh, yeah. I used to say, Lord, in your mercy and he'd go <laughs> <laughs> um, that's alright yes, but I think I think yeah. yeah and I think the thing is with with bereavement really is that as Christian people fundamentally we have hope in death and we have yes. an answer to death yes and I think the reason that our culture cannot face death is because their answer to death is to pretend it's not real mm. and just like in WandaVision, mm. is she tried to pretend that uh, Vision wasn't dead and it ended in disaster. Mm. And I think that we as human beings have to acknowledge death and with Christ through Christianity, we have hope in death. Mm. But if you have no hope in death, mm. then you can see why you'd want to avoid it. So yes. the, the lie that we were told is that Christianity's there because people are too, actually afraid of death. And if you got rid of Christianity, then you get rid of the fear of death and people would live for today. That's the Imagine song, and I always ban that at funerals. Mm, yeah. um, but actually, the opposite is true, is when you get rid of God, what happens is the fear of death increases and the it's we're so frightened of death now that we can't even discuss it or we've tried to create a fake world like Wanda has um, where death doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And that can only carry on for so long mm -hmm. because in the end, we're all going to die. So um, it <laughs> fundamentally, it's a lie. So I think we've come to the end of our time now. So thanks for stepping in for Dave. He's been on holidays, Wanda. We might have you back at some point. You never know. Uh, so you you're not an honorary bloke, um, <laughs> not not a blokeette, a blokeette. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully Dave will be back next week after he's had his his lovely holiday with his oh, wife. We're not lovely. Enough, how lovely. romantic it is, isn't it? He, he big <laughs> smile on his face when he comes back with a massive smile, oh, and he's not quite him. so lovely holiday with his kids. So there we go. So we'll see Dave next week, and uh, we'll see you guys as well. Thank you.